Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Another week, another great podcast, and I'm glad you guys have tuned in to check it out. This week, we've got a great podcast for you, but before that, I wanted to give some shout-outs to the people who are supporting Let's Talk Dubs. I've got Marco Gomez from Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. He's picking up some merch and some stickers, and we'll uh, throw in a little bonus something for him since he's all the way on the other side of the world. That's right. We're worldwide. Worldwide here at Let's Talk Dubs, so... Marco says, Bill, love the podcast, man. Look forward to Saturdays when LTD drops here in OZ. Whether I'm wrenching or polishing my oval or double cab, it's all the more enjoyable listening to the show, man. Been listening since since day one and appreciate what you do for the dub community around the globe. Keep it coming, man. The least I can do is buy some shirts to support. Got to get down to OZ someday, man. Cheers, Marco. I'm on Insta and check him out. Go give him a follow. He's at Insta at Aus56Cal. So AUS56Cal. I'll check it out for sure, man. I appreciate Marco for supporting his favorite podcast. Quinn Jesus from Arlington, Washington. Quinn says, thanks for keeping the podcast going. Bought a 78 bus last summer and it needed some Let's Talk Dub stickers on those rear windows. Thanks again. Quinn 73 Super Beetle and 78 bus. Appreciate the support, Quinn. He supported the podcast, giving him a shout out. So we'll get your guys' merch shipped out real quick here. And then Mike Vendetti out of Wichita, Kansas, man. I total, I can't express to you guys how much I appreciate you supporting the podcast. Not to mention the dozens of other people that have pre-registered for the Let's Talk Dubs One Crazy Weekend, which is coming up October 6th and 7th. So don't forget, go to letstalkdubs.com, register for the poker on the car show today. It's going to be rad. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an unbelievable weekend like it was last year, but even better this year. So looking forward to uh, putting on this year's event. I'm pretty excited about that. This particular weekend, we're running down to uh, Moab, and we're going to check out the Ottinger uh, bus tour out there. I'm dragging the old limo bus out there. So if you guys are going to be out there in Moab, what's up? I'll see you guys when I get there. So there's a car show, do a bunch of cruising at night and things like that. So Looks like it's going to be a good time. I'll meet up with a bunch of the guys from the Utah Transporter Association. So uh, shout out to those guys when I see them there at the event. But today's podcast is a good one, like I said earlier. But I'm going to give you some more promo stuff. Don't forget to support our sponsors, VW Trends Magazine, a magazine for the people, by the people. Check it out. Support them. Subscribe today at VWTrendsMagazine.com. And... For those of you guys taking your bus out to Ottinger's, make sure you got some bus deck lid hinges. Where are you going to get those? Ross Wolf, that's where they make the stainless steel bus deck lid hinges. They come ready to either paint, polish, primer, or just purse your lips. Just because I needed something else started with a P. Get yourself some deck lid hinges made from stainless steel. Guaranteed to outlive your bus. Stop with the raggly deck lid hinges on your bus and get you some solid stainless steel deck lid hinges from Ross Wolf. So go check them out at Ross wolf.com okay sponsors of the podcast support the people that support let's talk dubs now have you ever thought what would it be like just to get in a bus and cruise the country well we had carson and max on before and they did it in australia want today's podcast i've got bryce alleman and kathy hicks they're out of richmond california and they have done this not once, but twice. It did in 2017, and it was in the uh, VW. It was in Hot VW's magazine. A little feature on their 
8,000 8, mile cross country tour and they're 67 Westie. This SO42 camper has been in the family for three generations. Grandpa bought it, mom and dad had it, and then they gave it to Bryce. And Bryce, AKA Dada Cheese on the Samba, has been mobbing that thing around for a while. Check out his adventure. Go to uh, the Toaster 67 on Instagram. Follow what they're doing. Uh, you may see them running up the coast this weekend, headed back from Huntington Beach back up to their home in Richmond, California. So if you see them, you see that nice little SO42 mobbing up the uh, the 101 or who knows what freeway they're taking west or north, excuse me. Check them out. Give them a wave. Say hi. And I'm sure you might see a proud Let's Talk dub sticker on the side of their Westie because uh, these this couple, Kathy and Bryce, are hardcore. Second time they've done this trip. They're both living in the Bay Area. Took a month off work and decided we're hitting the country again. This time they did their south end of the u.s tour we talk about that get into the detail get into some of the specifics what it costs what the experience was like any breakdowns they had you know relationship tester of relationship testers is a road trip with your significant other so uh i think it's a great opportunity a lot of us want to do it and uh, i know i'll be doing it sometime soon so it's a great podcast a fantastic listen and I know you guys will enjoy it. Uh, I, I happen to meet these guys. This is how awesome the VW community is. My buddy Ron Johnson follows them. So Ron hits me up and he says, hey, there's a couple that's driving their bus across the country for a second time. They did it once before. They're cruising through Vegas. Maybe they can connect with you when they come through to a podcast. I said, I'd love to do it. So they showed up at my house today. We sat down, chopped it up, and now you guys are getting the goods for your Friday enjoyment. So it's a great podcast, a good listen, and something to strive for cruising the country in your classic Volkswagen. So here's a podcast to get you motivated, get you turning some wrenches. So we're going to hear all about it. Cross country tour in your VW Westie on Let's Talk Dubs. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Okay, everybody. So on today's podcast, I've got some pretty entertaining uh, stuff for you guys today. You know, you've, we've always sat back and thought when you had a miserable day at work or you're dissatisfied with your current life as is, and you go home, and you look at your Volkswagen, and you go, one day I'm getting in that Volkswagen and I'm leaving and I'm, it's going to be me, the wife, the dog, the whoever, me and whoever, and we're out of here. Well, today I've got a couple on the podcast and you may or may not know who they are. Um, Bryce Alleman and Kathy Hicks, and they're out of Richmond, California. Now, now you may know them because uh, if you saw their story in Hot BWs, it was in the August 2018 issue, and it talked about their cross-country trip that they did, uh, about 8,700 miles in 27 days, and they're 67 Westie. And so on today's podcast, I would like to, uh, I'd like to introduce both Bryce and Kathy to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks so much, Bill. It's great to be here. <laughs> so the story, so... Ron, my friend Ron said, hey, have you heard about these guys have done this cross country trip in their bus? They're doing it a second time. And so you guys only did one trip in 2017, which we'll talk about in just a second. But you're now currently doing another trip cross country. This time your first trip was on the northern part of the country. And now you're doing the southern part. 
That's correct. We started out in Richmond, California. That's mm-hmm. the East Bay of uh, San Francisco Bay. And we had we have exactly one month. We both have to be back to work on uh, the first of the month, which is coming up. Monday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we enjoyed it so much last time. We're doing it again. We're something like 6,100 miles into the trip so far. So you're on the home stretch now. We are indeed. Okay, so the question that I have to ask, and the, typically the way that we start the podcast is, we, we always start with this, with, with what's your VW story and how did you get into Volkswagens? Got it. Well, it uh, starts with my grandparents who were both uh, Swiss immigrants uh, back in the States back in the 20s. They had Volkswagens. They had a 64 uh, that was converted into a camper, but that wasn't an accident. But they loved their Volkswagen so much back in the 60s that they bought their neighbor's uh, Volkswagen. So my grandparents were not the original owners, but second owners of uh, our current bus. And then it became my parents' uh, car once they weren't able to drive any longer. I grew up in it with my brother and sister. And when I turned 17 uh, and finally had my license, uh, my dad said, well, if you want a car to drive, you could uh, fix the bus. So, really, so the so the bus that you're driving belonged to your grandparents, then your parents, and then to you. That's correct. So it's three generations of of Volkswagens. Three three generations of owning that Volkswagen in your family name since new. Yeah, and I think Kathy was about to say something. Oh, uh, we still have the cigarette butts from his grandfather. Really, in in the, in the bus. keeping the DNA right. <laughs> right, right. I like it. I like it. Taking it on a trip with you, and then. And now, Kathy, what about you? Volkswagen's, for me, it started with old cars. My grandparents started an old car club. I was always around uh, people in old cars, um, meeting once a month, going on cruises, going to potlucks. Uh, The smell of garages is very familiar to me. And um, when I met Bryce, he had a Volkswagen. And then that is when the old cars, which I'm used to, Model A's and Chevy's and Hupmobiles, get into this later um ter- uh, converted into volkswagens and now you you've got you've got your own volkswagen yeah i also have a 71 carmen Ghia. it is willow green nice well, what's its name uh shamrock shake the shamrock shake <laughs> i dig it that's too cool so you've got your volkswagen and you've got your bus is the bus your only volkswagen uh currently yes okay and in 2017, what makes you guys decide? Because a lot of people made decisions during COVID, right? When everything was shut down, like, oh, so many things happened in that. But this is before then. And you guys are working stiffs like the rest of us, right? Exactly. And, and so it's kind of like, you know, let's go. How does the idea, what's the genesis of this idea? I, I think Kathy had heard me saying for the longest time, I really want to take the bus across the country and back. Right. And Kathy fortunately is the person who said all right fine let's do it really yeah let's stop talking about it and do it so that uh allowed me to spend some of our money on parts and uh uh uh, little fixes i needed to do to the bus and a couple uh trial runs like running from the bay area up to seattle and back things like that and said yeah we could totally do this let's do it and what condition was the bus in like it was just kind of a cruiser like never fully restored just kind of a keep it going type thing or 
you know, it it's got it's very much stock in a lot of ways, but it also shows the wear and tear of my parents not taking very good care sure. of it in the eighties. And a lot of that, you know, some old bondo that's still on there from the eighties and things like that. But no, it it wasn't a daily driver, but uh I don't hesitate at any given moment to say, I'm going to the store. I'm gonna take the bus. Just hop in and go. So, so some of the things you had to do to, to prep the bus for this cross country journey, like what, uh, was your, what was your list of to dos? Oh, and we're talking five years ago. Five years ago, yeah. Wow. Uh, one of them was uh, definitely better tires. Uh, I mean, simple but expensive mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, and then also, I finally got the uh, the fresh air uh, seals all completely redone and got it uh the heating uh boxes working again properly because you never know what you're going to run into weather wise um the water oh the water yeah because it's it's a westie right so it's got all the camping stuff in it that's it's not like this bus was abandoned in the desert for 30 years it's been owned by possibly neglected by people when when they weren't using it it just kind of got set on the side of the yard so for the most part all the pieces and parts are there, but you just had to get things back to functioning. Exactly. Like the SO, it's an SO42 model and the water pump had worked when I was a kid, but long since had, um, hadn't, and you know, just time and age on the plastic just had broken through it. So found out that, I don't know if they still do, but Aztec plastics down in uh, LA still had the exact same model, managed to order it from them uh really oh yeah yeah they made it fresh i i assume yeah and uh and then getting that all uh done up and now we have seven and a half uh gallons of fresh water everywhere we go which oh, wow. is yeah it's fantastic and on the first trip like what was the plan who made the plan like we're gonna go here 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 and here i mean so bryce took care of the mechanical needs like taking all the spare parts and uh putting on a jumpsuit and fixing things when need need be um but i i i'd like to say i orchestrated most of like the pit stops and roadside attractions and you were the designated okay if we're going we're going to go this way we're going to see this we're going to see that and and bryce is just like i don't care let's just get on the road and you're like we're going to see x y and z and all these things in between we got a national parks pass as well that was big for us and then yeah who could we see who do we know in each state and i do remember both of us saying okay what what are your top three things that you need or want to see on this trip? Mm-hmm. And and had you guys traveled cross country before? No, uh, not not together. I had when I was a kid in a 1977 passenger bus, which is a different. It's a different experience with your parents and right. your siblings, etc. Yeah. But to do it as adults, like you had never done a cross country trip, and it was like, oh, you know what? Let's let's go check it out. You know. So what was so what were your top three things you wanted to see? Oh gosh, um, I think uh, definitely Yellowstone was on there mm-hmm. for me, and Mount Rushmore, you know, right. because uh, I, I think it. I hadn't seen it. I think of Hitchcock, uh, you yeah, know, and you know, I just had to North by Northwest. I I just had to see it, uh, yeah. like, and what else? Uh, oh, Niagara Falls. Niagara that was Falls. also on my list. And Kathy, what was on your list? You don't, you don't recall? I, I can't remember. I'm You're, shaking my head. I'm looking at the magazine to get a <laughs> visual cue of what we did five years ago. But I mean, w- with that trip that you were doing, how eventful was that trip that you guys did? Like how soon into the trip or were you lucky enough to have to do this trip unscathed without any major issues? Second day in, uh-huh. 
we were at, uh, gosh, uh, Utah. Utah in Utah, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. We we're just a pit stop, just walk around. Uh, saw a whole lot of people taking pictures in front of the the main uh, church there and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. such. And get back in the car. It's an underneath a um, uh, in a garage underground. Won't start. Start running through everything in my head. It's not this. It's not that. Cranking but won't fire. Yes. And and I thought, and I just limited it down. I said, it's got to be the fuel pump. It's got to be. And I thought, well, wait, didn't I just replace that in 1989? (laughs) It seems like yesterday. (laughs) It did. (laughs) So I got out, I test it, and indeed, it was the fuel pump. And then I said, well, it's a good thing I brought an extra one with me. Half an hour later, back on the road. Nice. So day two, you have your first little folly. And then after that, the rest of the trip, for the most part, is fairly... Yeah, just it was fairly smooth sailing, but I think uh, we're forgetting about how the trip started. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. Uh, one week before we started that trip in 2017, the transmission completely failed. Absolutely completely One failed. week before you started the trip? Right. And we had those specific dates... For the track. Yeah. So. Couldn't change it. Uh, How to get a new transmission in under a week. Yeah. For an old Volkswagen. And I'm not a transmission person. Right. I'm okay with maintenance. That's and, a, well, for, for, yeah. for a weekend warrior mechanic guy, a right. transmission's a big job. It's like the whole drivetrain comes out. Yeah. And, and then you're, and it turns into like, well, while we're at it, let's fix this, change this, do this, do that. You exactly. Know, so. Uh, so we called up our friends in Sacramento, Combi House, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, what can you do? And within that week, they got the transmission entirely rebuilt for us, put back in, and we uh, we hit the road. That oh, was wow. it. Hit the road with a brand new transaxle. Yeah. So happy that it happened then, right? before the trip began. Yeah, because it's twice as expensive when you're having Earl do it in the middle of Kentucky Bama somewhere and right. then you're and, on Oldsmobiles and then you're just kind of like, yeah, he yeah. knows, he knows DeSoto's inside <laughs> right. out. But. <laughs> right. Right. All these German things. And so now did you, did you recall some of your must, must stop at places? On your uh, I was trip? looking at, uh, yeah. Devil's tower was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then, That's, uh, uh, what was that? Close encounters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is out. Um, and then Paisley park and, yeah. uh, to see uh, Prince and Minneapolis was pretty. Yeah, it cool turns too. out that they have Prince's ashes there in Paisley Park. That's it weird. was at the end of the tour. They uh, they said, "Oh, and by the way, that right up there—that's his ashes." That's <laughs> that, that's that's insane. And so, so you do the first trip, and then I mean, it's one of those things. Like by the time you're done, you're kind of done. Like I'm ready to be home. I'm ready to sleep in my bed. And there's always, it's like that Sunday night before school type thing, right? Like you want, you want some, some relaxed time before you jump back into work. But I, I'm assuming you guys are kind of cutting it right to the line and getting home just in time to get to work in the next day or two. Exactly. And that's what's happening this time as well. Uh, we'll be back and at work 8 a.m. Monday morning. And which... now this, this time around, what, so you did it the first time and it's one of those things. It's like this big arduous hike, right? Something that when you're done, be like, oh, this was, it was fun, but I'll never do it again. Blah, 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 blah. No. And then, oh, Far, so, no, so when you I, got back, you're like, we're doing it again. Yeah. It was just a question of when. And I, I'm sorry that it was five years. I think COVID kind of got in the way. We right. could have done it sooner. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to save up that many 
uh, days off and convince your work. That what you do you could... guys do for work? Right. Got it. Uh, I work for the city of Oakland uh, in the IT department. Okay. And I'm an IT uh, support manager for a nonprofit Rubicon programs in the East Bay. Well, so realistically, you can just pick the phone up and be like, did you restart it? <laughs> you try turning that, it off and on again. I will admit 90% of it is, is that. <laughs> did you restart it? And if you learn anything from this podcast, reboot your computer. Um, regardless, it my work is fantastic, but it is very hands-on. Seven locations over uh, two counties. So And so there's, I mean, you're kind of needed. You're needed at work. And so to save up this time, everybody's like, ah, you're really going to put us in a bind when you leave, but. But they respect us as uh, as people and uh, yeah. the need to uh, uh, to take vacation time. And b- between last time and this time, any major changes to the bus? Uh, roof rack. What's that? Roof rack. Yeah, roof rack. Um, and the uh, shade. Yeah, and an awning, a more modern uh, Thule awning. So instead of like, oh, this is a cool vintage, and you realize why they make new ones, because the cool vintage one is like an Easy. ordeal to put up. <laughs> we, like... we we go to a lot of Volkswagen shows in California, and to put one of those out in a minute and a half like that, although I must say I love classic, I love stock, I would love to have some of very original things, but we have a very low garage, so getting a modern uh, rack and the modern awning have been fantastic so those have made the big difference now now on this trip you guys planned how far in advance to do this trip not long um you just knew no we've been talking about since november i guess yeah at least six to eight months so it's april now uh, it's the whole month of april and we've been talking about it since november and so in november you said okay we're ready to do our south end trip what was what was the journey and which way did you go you what were what were your stops should have brought the map with us. Yeah. So, uh, uh, starting in Richmond, we drove down to Bakersfield, uh, cruised through Elmer's Glass Bottle Forest Ranch. Yeah. Uh, uh, over into Vegas. And, uh, Hoover Dam. So, Hoover you were already in Vegas one time before. Uh, just out. Just driving through. Just yeah. driving through. Uh, so, is that, is that kind of the thing? Like, we're going to go through the first time, we're not going to stop on the way back so you're you're offsetting your stops like we'll, we'll skip vegas on the way out we'll stop in vegas on the way back because we want to exactly. see something different each way no i love it i think it, i think it makes sense because you know you, you, i think we live in a world where we want to see everything right now right you know what i mean like well we're here you know like, no we're gonna come back also we were excited to get out of california love california but we know it inside out we've taken the bus everywhere in california so yeah. it was time to see something new so we had a kind of basic backbone. We knew our goal was to get to Charleston, South Carolina, and we had stops we wanted to see, and we altered that route kind of as days went on. Like so, if someone contacted us or... Um, so the question the question I have then is, South Carolina was the destination based on available days off, or it was... So we had a northern route the last time. This is our southern route, and we wanted to visit each of the states that we had missed before. And oh, the Carolinas God. were kind of like our eastern goal. I think we had gone so to you, Virginia the last time. So you guys had been all ready to Florida. We did go to Florida on this trip. Oh, on the, we we the we uh, we hit uh, Pensacola. Yeah, just Pensacola. But that's the so is it's the northern. Okay, so that so South Carolina's little well, but well, that's the most east you went. Was the furthest east, Pensacola. Yeah, yeah. So right. that was your kind of turnaround spot. Yeah. Yep. Was Pensacola. 
And then, uh, well, no, it's, uh, well, Charleston. Oh, was Charleston further? Uh, Listen, yeah, I was yeah. educated here in Las Vegas. <laughs> we, neither one of us, the full disclosure, no one has a map right now. So yeah. we're just kind of winging this. But uh, Clark uh, County School District, that's what you get, you know, from with, with me. So. We, we even thought of dipping down to see Disney World or something, but it turns out they they were sold out for like spring break time yeah yeah, yeah no and i for the happiest place on earth i've never been happy <laughs> standing in the longest line in the world like how can i be happy in this line and now i've been fleeced for a few hundred dollars and I'm like, well, but we like, did go for our amusement park experience on this trip to dollywood which oh yeah was it that? was perfect because it was past spring break and right the, there were no lines and no lines it was whatsoever a we walked on to absolutely every roller coaster wow and, yeah and it, I, I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have thunk it dollywood but I mean, <laughs> it sounds like it, i mean you know it's one of these things where and i think that the the essence of really a road trip that you try to capture is just try to get the feel of every city that you're in exactly and we love history in general but also combined with the right amount of kitsch so yeah. If we could see, you know, a gigantic muffler man in one town. Uh, the largest and, ball of twine. Yeah, whatever it may be. But also, you know, do a deep dive and like, oh, I had no idea that this was part of the Louisiana Purchase or right. or it's, you know, was signed here. Whatever yeah. happened. And history becomes so fascinating. It's completely uninteresting in a passing conversation. But when you're standing there in front of the place where these things happen at this point in time, it really becomes interesting. And, and, and it. And it kind of grabs you quite a bit more. I mean, uh, you know, as a, as a kid, my my parents moved across the country. We moved across the country twice. And I remember, you know, sitting in the 76 Cadillac, you know, in the backseat hump in the middle, just like it's hot. Like all, oh, it no, always takes highways, right? Highways. But now when you're able to do that, you know, my, my wife and I during COVID, I was getting a little stir crazy. My neighbor came over and we had this whole weird conversation about limousines. And I was like, I should go find a limo bug. I went online. I found a limousine bug in Texas. We hopped the plane, flew to Texas. Oh, perfect. I bought this thing. No, no safety check whatsoever. And was, <laughs> I showed up at their house in Alice, Texas. We bought it and I hit the road and I said, look, baby, listen, I got two things that'll get us through this. A good attitude and a credit card. Those right. two things are going to open all the doors for us. So, but it was like, it was one of those things where it was really a unique experience. And there's something to be said about not really having to be someplace and being able to kind of change directions. Like, you know what, we're going to go check that out. Let's dip through this way instead and do that. I mean, was there a lot of that on your trip? There is a lot of that. One of the things is you can't, when you're driving an old Volkswagen, you can't always plan what the next stop is going to be or right. how long it's going to take you to get there, et cetera. And you want to see things, but sometimes you're rolling into town at six o'clock and the whole town's closed up. <laughs> yeah, you're like, a, oh, I guess we're at a motel or here we are at a campsite. Well, and you guys being from the West Coast, you know, we're so used to on the Western side of the U.S. here, everything's kind of built on a grid. Right. And everything on the East Coast is a paved goat trail. And you're like, why? Why couldn't they just make the road go straight? We just went all the way around this <laughs> for no reason. And the trees, the trees block all. I said, somebody get me an axe. I was in, I was in, uh, oh, I can't remember where I was back East and uh, Virginia. I was in Virginia and I thought, good grief. I can't even see, I can't see a half a mile ahead. It's like every, I started to get claustrophobic, you know, because it's like there's so much coming in on you and you just, 
if you know because you think like oh, how do these people get caught in the woods you go back east and you're like yeah the woods are everywhere yeah yes. like yeah. everywhere is the woods even so, uh, south texas i was amazed how many trees are down there i was yeah. like oh my gosh this is the this is different than yeah, i was expecting and that's part of it is going for the different landscapes and the last trip uh going through the middle so much corn this trip, so many armadillos. Well, idea. especially the, the the topography from from the northern section of the U.S. to the southern section, it's like when you get in the flatlands, you're in the flatlands. You can almost see the curvature of the earth. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's and, completely insane. Yeah. And you're like you're driving, and so so like West Coast, I think is kind of that happy medium. You have mountain ranges you can see that give you some stabilization, like. I don't think I'm going to fall off the earth right now. <laughs> and then you get, you know, cause you get out there, you get, you get real East and then it's really crowded with trees. And then you get in the Midwest and it's like, I don't see a mountain. There are no mountains. And it just, it's just flat forever. I think I was describing this trip once. It's uh it's kind of like you get away from the television at your home, right? But you're watching television, which is out your windshield and it's constantly changing. And it's uh, somebody else's, selecting the station for you and it changes every 20 30 minutes it's uh, oh my gosh we just went up a hill or we've just you know here's this amazing valley or more trees <laughs> yeah well and and it's it's what's interesting is when you're putting that many miles on the road you kind of get a little bit of this uh this road hypnosis type thing going on where next thing you know, you're going downhill and you're doing 90 miles down. You're like, wait a second. Like, I didn't even know this bus could do that. And all of a sudden you got a tailwind and the stars and moons align just right. And this thing's rocketing down the road. So there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of unique experiences going through, you know, spending so much time in the seat, you know, now you start to feel every spring and you kind of know. Oh yeah. And, And what, what starts out really kitschy and cool about a Volkswagen bus after a while becomes like this window. I can't get my elbow out of this window. You know, it's like it, they're really interesting. And, and as you drive later model buses, you're like, Oh wow, this bay window sure is comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's, it's so neat to be able to capture that experience and to do it in your car, because I think it might be, I don't know if it was, <clears throat> I don't know if it was uh for me, it was Corvette Summer, right? Seeing the right. movie with Mark Hamill. Yep. The, the 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 unfamous movie he's in, and you watch it, and you see like this guy who everything to him is this car. And I think we come from a generation where we're kind of taught like cars have like the soul, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're thinking like, oh, what would be really cool is if it was me and this car, and we went through all these things, because I could do it in a brand new car, but doing it in my car is really cool you you know know? my dad had once told me uh when i was getting my driver's license he said uh your car is not an extension of your personality and yet here i am and i think it is and (laughs) because in so many ways and i can't be driving my volkswagen and not feel like i'm 17 all the time right and also thinking about my grandparents and my father well, I mean, I, and I think it's so cool to be able to to be able to do something that's almost become like a family legacy with your with your bus, right? It's gone from your grandparents to your parents to you, and now this this bus has provided so much happiness through metal, steel, glass, and rubber. Yep. Where you're just it, it's just become this 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 vehicle to kind of take you where you where you go, be as unique as you are draw attention my father-in-law drove my bus one time my red and black one that's not here and he told me the other day he says you know there was one time when i was driving your bus 
everybody's waving at me, give me the thumbs up and all this stuff. And I'm like, and that's where I coined the term. If everybody's listening, they already know I coined this term. But that's where I coined the term curbside superstar. Right. Where all of a sudden from the curb, you come by and be like, oh, check it out. All of a sudden you're like, yeah, I know what it feels like to be famous. I mean, they don't know who I am, but they're, you know, the bus is like, it grabs this attention and it's so cool. And you go to these places where, and, and one of the reasons that, I love Volkswagen so much. I've got other cars, although you haven't seen any. There is a Chevrolet Corvair outside, but there's I've got a Buick in the other garage stuff. I've had lots of different cars, but there are no people like VW people. I absolutely agree. I mean, just driving along, I mean, you get that accolades, you know, people come up to you with stories, but it's an instant family. Like you get yeah. support, you get stories. Um, it, it, it's a great group of people from various backgrounds. And that's the thing. It's it's the it's the blank slate that creates that creates a sense of community. Exactly, and a hugely diverse and wonderful community. Every background, every uh, uh, cultural heritage, every age group, everything. And that's one of the reasons we love going to as many shows that we do as well. Is uh, everyone's got a great story about how they came into this and. It, the vehicle, the Volkswagen, is uh, the starting point for any and all conversations. But then you learn so much about such a wide variety of people. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it couldn't be more fitting the name is the people's car because it's with the platforms that they built and the diversity of the group of people that are into them. There's everyone has a connection to those. And, and, and the design of the vehicles were so unique. It, there were no copycats of Volkswagen Beetle. I mean, there was always like a, a wannabe of that, but it's like, you look at Chevrolet with the Corvair, right? It didn't even, you, you would never mistake that for an air-cooled car. Like even no. when I tell Chevrolet people that's an air-cooled car, they're like, wow, is it really? And they've never been copied to the point where you mistaken the bus for this or that. Exactly. And so I think it's it, it's so I don't know of any other car company that built a platform of vehicles that was so popular and never identically copied. I I agree. You I know? agree. Uh, and, and and I and, and unless it, you know maybe the Model T. Right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you 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 look at these you you look at this the car hobby as a whole and the VW bus I I say this on the podcast a lot too. I say the Volkswagen is American as apple pie. It's true. And that car is everybody. It's funny because the foreign, like you show up to a foreign car car show and everyone's like, well, that's not a foreign car. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Germany. But, you know, it, it's, it's such a great car. I mean, even right now, right? My friend Ron connects me with you guys. Like, hey, right. there's these guys going cross country. And I said, well, shoot, I'd like to chat with them because it's such a cool story of like, how do you get the gumption determination? And now I'm going to ask some some detailed questions well, about. And I'll this. I'll Go point ahead. out too because I'm sure some of your listeners are are absolutely yelling at us. I used to go across the country all the time, my Volkswagen, and I, and this is true. And I want to give props and credit to anyone and everyone who has had the opportunity to take their air cold Volkswagen and drive across the country because i'm sure they're all thinking oh my gosh i remember when i did that too yeah um but it's a different it, you know it's a different world now it's like cars go i mean i was just driving the bus on the way here right and that thing's topping out at 65 right yeah you know? and a lot of texas is 75 or 80 miles per hour and we feel like you're in the david lynch film the straight story have you right. seen this <laughs> no. oh it's about this 
older uh, guy who doesn't have his license. He doesn't have his license, but he has a riding lawnmower, and he travels through two states on a riding lawnmower, (laughs) kind of in the shoulder. And you're just putting along, and it's like you're just like and zoom, trucks are just going by, and the and the truck where it comes by and gives you the wiggles. Yeah, that's always that's always fun. So now I've got a couple technical questions that that pertain to this. So, and I don't know how personal they'll get with respect to. Did, how much did you budget for the trip? And when you looked at that trip, because these are real questions that people no, say. No, like, eh, true. So you, you're looking at hotel rooms and now you have a camper. So did you say, we're going to stay in a hotel every other day? We're going to camp every other day? We're going to like, and how did it all come together? And something like this, if you're okay with it, like what would a budget for something like this be? Somebody wants to do it. Now, this is right, all right. saying you have a road ready vehicle that you are completely okay doing 65 in max exactly because there's 63 yeah (laughs) there's the expense beforehand which is making sure you're ready to go but um the prices are already different five years later i you can do this trip on the cheap if you never eat out for example right or if you only go to camping sites or koas or etc so at the absolute bottom, I would say you need three thousand dollars, but coast to coast, right? Coast. That's going to be fuel. Staying at KOAs for what? What's the cost to stay at a KOA? Oh, I, you know, we didn't stay at a this well, time, like but um, speed, you know, but but getting a uh, getting a um, uh, the pass, the national parks pass is is great, but that doesn't let you into the state parks, so that's right. another cost. Um, but yeah, trying to stay at the cheapest possible places. And as you go East, some of the, you know, Roach motels are pretty darn cheap. I mean, if you can get a place for $35 a night and you're not worried about anyone stealing your car, then great. Yeah. (laughs) But you're also staying at a $35 motel. So from the low, like from the low end to the high end, high end, I would say up to 6,000 bucks and 6,000 bucks is like, you're staying fairly decent hotels. It, you're, you're eating all the foods that you don't eat at home because you're usually healthy at home, but you're on the road. So, And now, what was miles per gallon you were getting on this trip? Right. We've been doing pretty well. I haven't done the whole average yet, but we're getting anywhere from 17 to 22. Uh, 22 was a very good day. We were... Downhill in a way. Exactly. Um, and what size motor are you running? A 1600? It's a 1600. It, single port or dual port? Single port. And it had been pretty much stock. Uh, I just before this trip, I went over to uh, electronic ignition uh, points, points. Mm-hmm. and for did the first have, first time ever, you have did that increase the mileage at all? The electronic points, I think I feel a difference. Um, a remains off. to be seen. I, okay. I I am one of these note keepers who I saw you gave me a nice little uh, little mileage tracker, which I really like. Yeah, and I I keep. Every gas uh, stop, I, I fill out my book um, because that also lets me know if my engine's doing okay. How accurate is your uh, speedometer? Mm, you know, I'll, I'll have ways running and looking at the sp- speedometer, and often they're about the same, but my tire size may not be entirely stock. So, okay. Um, now, the bus is stock height, right? Yes. It looks a little bit low, but that may be because she's loaded down. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, and did you guys camp in the bus at all this time, or did you stay in? We, we kind of treated ourselves more than last time by yeah. staying in more hotels and such. But well, oh, the, yeah, we, the first time it was probably like, it's going to be fun to stay in the bus. And then you realize like, eh, it's like sleeping in a twin bed. Well, you know, we do a lot of Volkswagen <laughs> camping trips as well. And we just find that when you're used to a queen size bed 
and you're trying to get it back there and it's a walkthrough. So you got the tire back there and the closet. Um, and it, you end up just pitching a tent. It's easier. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sorry. The question was, so, oh, oh yeah. We slept in the bus a, a couple different times on this trip. One time a necessity because the, the you show car, up, every place is closed and no, oh, no, the car wouldn't start. No, the car wouldn't start. Well, well yeah, yeah. things happen. And I work, on it into late in the evening until I was smart enough to say, you know, the problem's still going to be here in the morning. I can sleep in the bus and start and wh- fresh in the morning. Where was this? Pensacola. Pensacola, Florida. And what yeah. was the problem? It ended up, uh, there were multiple problems on this trip. Nothing we couldn't uh, fix and get through, but uh, started with a bat uh, right early in the trip. We had a starter that was failing. May have been the solenoid, but the point is, uh, no, actually, I tested and it was a starter um went managed to make it to uh bugarama in phoenix mm-hmm. perfect timing bought uh a used uh starter for uh 25 bucks. bucks and i thought great i'll put that in when i get a chance got to our friend's house in texas put it in fix the problem later on generator troubles troubles mm-hmm. i looked at the brushes and the brushes were completely worn down said okay well you know as soon as i saw the light we pulled over did you have spare brushes i did Ooh. um started i put the top one in in very very cold air in houston and i was freezing and i thought you know it could do it with one for now that's fine because that took a couple hours if you've ever done that on the road you're using a mirror and all kinds it's an ordeal yeah and i said oh we'll put in the other one when i have more time Get to Pensacola, the battery is completely run out. Try to Red turn on the on. lights, and the engine just dies out as yeah, the sun it zaps out. all the power from the uh, from it, the battery. It also killed that battery, so I uh, needed to get a new battery. And I thought, oh well, this has to do with the brush that I didn't put in. I should do that. Mm-hmm. And the bottom one, I'm gonna write up a whole thing on the Samba about this because I've got advice, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, took hours, got it in, got the other battery in. Did you try to do it without rotating the, ulti- the, ro- without rotating the generator? Oh, that is grief. true. Yeah. Mission impossible. That is yeah. Like, you know, so many peripherals in the way and everything else. You're like, and, there's four bolts I don't have to take off. And you're like, hey, the mirror. And, well, and I couldn't get to the, the, the <clears throat> on the plate. I just couldn't right. get to all four without, you know. If you have a bay window, congratulations. Yeah. Well, you look you, and, you, and you look at that and you think like, you know, it, I know I don't want to cut my bus up, but it sure would be handy to put that top engine right in there. But I mean, imagine having that access the motor from the top is like. But the amount of time I spent trying to get that bottom brush in, I should have just dropped the engine and pulled it out and yeah. done it that way. Which happened later. Yeah. So. Uh, well, yeah. yeah so so, so kathy tell us about <laughs> when we pulled the motor what 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 caused that what was the experience like now did you drive or you passenger most of the time oh no no we we, we switched share. off yeah. every two hours we switch off nice uh so what did we i'm I'm trying to think sequentially what happened right we got a new battery because the last one was zapped mm-hmm. but we knew at this point it was the generator mm-hmm. and i needed a new generator and i thought well i can't do this without dropping the engine i'm tired of being in this tourist parking lot in Pensacola, the police are going <laughs> to chase me out of here eventually. Right. Uh, so we called around who has a shop that would either do the work for me if I'm lazy or help me or 
have the right parts, have the right tools, et cetera. And I have all the right tools. I could drop the engine, but. The only person to answer the phone in the area was. Uh, three to four hours north. In Alabama. Uh, and these people you were finding by way of how? Oh, just Google. pulling up the phone, doing air-cooled Volkswagen repair. repair um, you know, reaching out on the Samba saying. I was going to say, how, how much of this trip did you communicate in and out of the Samba with? <laughs> Uh, a little bit less than last time because we're also on the Instagram now as well, and right. it's a, but it's a different audience. It's uh, completely different. And I've been on the Samba for uh, quite a while now, but uh, and those are the, you know, four experts will chime in and say, oh, "Well, yeah. did you try X, Y, and Z?" And like, yeah. Uh, so, um, but we weren't finding anything, and we knew we needed to drop it. Jim, up in. Leeds, Leeds, Alabama, Alabama mm-hmm. answered uh, at when I was talking to him. I didn't realize he was seventy nine, and had been uh, had raced Volkswagens in the past, had a shop in the past. Now has a hillside filled a graveyard basically of Volkswagens. Oh wow! Uh, Eighteen to twenty four Carmen Ghia bodies in all different states of rust and and you know were donors and etc you know bugs galore not very many buses but you get the picture yeah. just imagine a hillside with trees and the earth taking over about 60 to 100 volkswagens yeah they're all covered in vegetation you're thinking yeah how's that possible and it just keeps on growing and then so we get there i figured okay with the new battery i've got three to four hours uh before the battery goes dead uh, you know just going so we get there he says, oh, okay, yeah, we could do that. But it has to be in the morning. And I've got a doctor's appointment at the veterans in the morning. Um, and he says, uh, but you guys could stay in town if you're if you're okay. Saying, or you could stay in your bus if you want or the hotel. He drives us to the hotel. Uh, which is the hotel sign is painted out black. And we're like, is this still open? So it, it looks like only, it's abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Small but town. It, it turns was out, a very small town, but it, friendly folks. And uh, turns out they were changing brands. So they had to black out the old uh, sign. Uh, and, how, and how much was the hotel in Leeds, Alabama? Uh, it was only about 60, 60 or 65 bucks. Um, it's always a unique experience, right? To stay in some of these old hotels. <laughs> You're like, I wonder what the name of the person was that their last day was in here. Right. <laughs> And yeah, there's a lot. There's, we're, and I'm from, you're here in Las Vegas, my home city. And right. we, when I say we're spoiled with hotel rooms, whenever I go to Southern California, I'm like, this dump was $150 a night. You or I mean? 200 like, I, yeah. I I just don't get it. Sacramento, yeah. 200 bucks a night at like a, a 1975 Hilton. You know? Right, right. Yeah, it's insane. It is. So if you're hearing this uh, somewhere else in the country and, and you know your hotel prices, just thank your lucky stars. Yeah. <laughs> And now, so what were some of the, did you guys, it, when going through Texas, did you guys stop at, uh, what do they call it, Carhenge? The oh, yes, Texas in Amarillo. The Cadillac Ranch? Yeah. yeah. Is that yep. what they call it? Stopped there. It, it was actually a pretty cold morning. We, yeah. we got out. I should have put on, a, I was wearing my uh, uh, gear pattern sweatshirt <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, went out there and said, yep. Uh, a lot of people have spray painted these. You can't get your own car very close to it. You walk, uh, you know eighth of a mile or 16th of a mile over to it and it's interesting but i think it was probably better when i first put that uh, right up 
Um, but there's spray cans around that people have left behind. You can spray paint these things. It's just caked on spray paint on any and all parts of the car. Huh. And so that's one of the spots in Texas. What, what's the what's probably your favorite stop of all the stops thus far? Oh, gosh, that's tough. It's tough. It. I mean, so what? Uh, there was a park that surprised us, which was Big Bend National Park in Texas, which bordered on the Rio Grande, which had never been to. It's kind yeah. of like a second Grand Canyon. Yeah, I mean, and we're all swimming the... in the Rio Grande. Was <laughs> phenomenal. The uh, cactus was... were blooming, like spring bloom. That was a surprise. Um, Asheville, North Carolina was a cute town. Yeah. I, I would like to go there again. Tennessee was just fun, I think maybe because we knew people and all and the music. We we went to Graceland. We went to uh, Sun Studios. Graceland? How was great Graceland? It was not as kitschy as I would have expected. Uh, you know, you always hear, oh, yeah, you had this wild jungle room and all that. But if you're our age, right, you look at it and you're like, wow, this is just somebody who had money in the 70s and, and decorated. Right. You, have the, you have the forest wallpaper mural? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. They call that the jungle room, huh? I yeah. mean, you're expecting to see vines. and No, no. It's <laughs> it's just a, a very comfortable house. And then they have the massive amounts of uh, museums across the street. And if you want to <laughs> go to the museum about his, uh, uh, his career or his movies or, of course, the auto museum. And there's a fantastic dune buggy in there. There's so the uh, dune buggy from the movie that he did, that uh, beach movie. I n- what the name of it was. No, uh, apparently he liked uh, um, trikes and uh, dune buggies. Really? Yeah. And he had a few uh, and a couple of them are there. And there was a really nice trike. And uh, the dune buggy was, I think, uh, I could be wrong. Somebody else could look mm-hmm. this up, but uh, I think they said it was designed for him. And it's nice uh, diamond-shaped windows on the oh wow on, on the, the back. Top. And, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. too cool. And then so going through, you hit you hit South Carolina, and then you turn around and start headed back. And then um, now you guys went in, in the month of April here, right? And you're expect you, you pick April because you think it's not going to be super hot. It's going to be pretty decent. Do you guys hit a cold snap in there? Not really. Um, just sweatshirts a couple times and a lot of rain for maybe maybe four days out of the trip. We had heavy rain. You know, you have safaris in the bus? Uh no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm keeping it stuck that way. I figure no, when, the windows you, leak. They, they leak naturally I was, already. I was say, <laughs> do the windows even leak with regular glass? Because I'm pretty sure most. They all know, do. They yeah, all do. I mean it's it's the it's the wildest thing. But uh, yeah, I, I I've uh, you know the longest I did on my bus we did in, in the TV show I was telling you about earlier we did uh, 3,600 miles in four, 13 or 14 days. Wow. That's... So and it was it was just drive 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 you know. But was uh, it in weather? Yeah, it was in 2008, and we had the, the it was so cold. They shut down the Las Vegas airport for two days <laughs> oh, because there was snow on the road. Yeah, so it was two thousand. It was two thousand eight when we did it, and it was the trip had planned and, and it, because it was a it was a game show type thing. We didn't know there was no we knew nothing other than what we were handed a card. Here's where you go tomorrow, and you're like, okay, and you have to use maps and all this stuff. You can't use any GPS. And when we hit that, we were so we got snowed in in Flagstaff, like got hit hard in Flagstaff with snow and then they the directors changed the direction of the show and then we ended up spending extra days in New Mexico. Oh, which and, is beautiful. 
oh my gosh, it's, it's, you know, when you're from the desert, when you're from the beautiful desert, and right. you go there, you're like, this is like Vegas without anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> because we went through truth or consequences. Mm-hmm. We went through, um, Did you make it up into the mountains, Cloudcroft, Alamogoro. We oh. went, we went through a mountain range where it was yeah. 10,000, 10,000 yeah. some feet, but my bus has no heater in it. Oh, I was going to no. say, so we had a little camp heater down on the ground, but it was still, you know, windows are fogging up yep. and, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, a trip in a bus is quite an experience and I, I loved it. I mean, my, you know, my bus is being redone right now and my wife wants us. She's like, let's go, let's go take off for a month or two and we'll just go do podcasts across the country. And I'm like, Hey, you should do it. We'll, we'll go do it. And that's the thing, right? I think, and I think that's kind of an, our generation thing. Cause a lot of people listen to this podcast, they're our generation and we're a unique generation, right? We're, we're unique from the standpoint of. We're the straddle generation. We started with the analog phones. Right. And we've worked our way through the digital aspect to where we're on, as much as they call us boomers, we're Gen Xers. And, we are. And, and we, know, we, we know both ends of it, right? So we're kind of the luckiest generation, I think, because we can, we can have that, we can reminisce about the past and have that nostalgia and also really appreciate the technology. But impre- like you put... I would think you would. It would be rare to find like a millennial type person throw them in a bus and say go cross country. They would be. They would say why? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for us, because we're part of that generation, well, I, I think it's the, that our generation says because it's there. I, right. Because it's there. Why not? Like yeah. let's go do it. And there are so many people. The other thing about our generation, like I, I talk to guys all the time, and you know. GT bicycles, Gary Turner's son, Craig right. Turner, 50 years old, still building bicycles. I own a bicycle that I couldn't afford when I was a kid, but now they make it in adult size. And it's like me and all these guys that are in our fifties, we're riding BMX bikes. Everyone <laughs> it's, else. it's ridiculous, but it's like the Gen Xers are the, I think that the, the, the generation that will not grow up, right? Like we, we are bound and determined to take the way we're going to be as a kid and we'll be that way as an adult. Right. And sometimes as ridiculous as it is, we do, but, but I think there's a real, there's just something so unique about that because we appreciate the old. We appreciate the, you know, the what what it took to get where we're at. And there's a generation after us that's lost complete sight of where we're at. I tell people, you know, I, I was trying to tell kids that I teach sometimes through my church. Uh, I'll tell them, if you guys ever sat there and just started looking at something and said, why is this like this? It's so ridiculous. I said, have you ever sat in an old car and said, it's so dumb that they didn't have air conditioning and power windows and this and this and this. And I said, have you ever thought for a second, like they didn't know yet and they didn't have it and it doesn't make it bad that it didn't have it. They just didn't know. Right. And I think our generation, we, we, we kind of, we've been through, you know, we went from like in high school years, like who had the longest phone cord. So you could be on the phone with your girlfriend or boyfriend around the corner Mm -hmm. to like now, you know what I mean? Like, and so there's so much of, of that that's generational where our generation we're not what i've noticed is we're not waiting till we're retired to do things we want to do i think it's because we saw uh the generation before us waiting until they were retired but they had a shorter life expectancy than we do and, and then when you retire sometimes you're a little too you're, when you're 70 you won't want to sit in a bus for, for, right. For, for Although 55 hours. there you are might. some out there, but, uh, and I hope I'm, I become one of them, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I no, mean, I do. My and point is like, 
it's almost a waste to wait your whole life to experience those things. And, I, and I've seen it because there's so many people that are our, that are in our generation, especially the guys in Europe. I see them at all the shows in California. And then I'm like, why am I not going to Europe? So boom, I'm going to Europe. I'm going right. to car shows. And it's like, you know, the technology of flight has been there for quite a while, but now we're taking advantage of it and saying, Hey, look, it's a grand. What's an experience worth? Exactly. Um, yeah. And it, I think, we also appreciate learning from uh, people older than ourselves. Oh yeah, and that's very important in the Volkswagen community. Let's let's find out what they know now. And when you run into some of these guys, that like this guy that helped you with your bus. Well, oh my and gosh. so it wasn't so just great. Jim, but he called up his pal who used to work for him, but uh, is into what do you uh, sand sand buggies? Yeah, sand buggies. Uh, and he's still building sand buggies and and such. And his name is Chris. And Chris came over. Jim went to his doctor's appointment, and um, Chris and I pulled the engine together. I mean, I was under. I said, uh, "You're you're a little bit older than I am, so <laughs> let me. I'm under the bus. I'm I'm getting the bolts off." And then so the second it was out, uh, all three of us, you know, took the shrouding off, you know, and got it. Got it done. Uh, you know, but it, it, I, someone said to me, I can't believe you would take it. Like when I bought the limo bus, I can't believe you'd fly across country, just buy some car sight unseen and do this. I'm like, but that's what makes good stories. Yep. The, the, exactly. you know, if you have a flawless trip from one end to the other, it's like boring yawn. Right. <laughs> I mean, to some degree it's, it's the gamble. It's the luck. It's the faith. Like, I think I can make it. I think we're going to do this. And then, and then it's the, it's the other thing that I encapsulate all VW people is like the resourcefulness. You will figure out a way. Come, MacGyver. Yeah. Like gum, pens, <laughs> springs. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever it takes. Even on, uh, I think it was yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the uh, uh, spring for my um, carburetor, uh, top half broke off. And I thought, well, I've, got an extra carburetor with me but i can just bend this and it's uh, yep. fine yeah it's yeah. good just but, it together. but you have to have that that knowledge that experience and that comes from wrenching on your bus and and so much of it i think you know you want it because it's cool there's something like you said something kitschy about it and like oh this is cool and then you realize okay if i want this I got to get the tattoo and the tattoo is baptism by fire. She's going to break down on me and I'm gonna, I'm going to have to figure it out. And having the right attitude about it and having a, a, a fantastic traveling partner yeah. uh, who under, you understand. Who doesn't you. mind push starting the car. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and when you understand each other, know each other's uh, good points, bad yeah. points and how to manage them. Like Kathy knows that I will continue working on a problem until it's fixed and I won't eat. Right. So she makes me stop, makes me eat, makes sure I had enough coffee, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So. No, I mean, I, I, but I think also it's, it's one of those things that from a relationship standpoint, I think it's, I think it's huge for relationships. You know what I mean? I, that's why I told my daughter, I said, when you think you found the right guy, go on a road trip Yep. and see if, you know, like see, see if you can tolerate them in a situation, see how they react in traffic. See, Cause there are so many fundamentals to like, just trying to get from here to there and seeing the way people act and being able to still enjoy each other's company after a long road trip. It says something about your relationship, you know, because 
you know, there, it, you know, be, between, you know, the traffic slowing down, you might be looking at the phone and you're like this and then you, you know, jam yep. for the brakes. Yeah. That's happened before. <laughs> but I mean, it, and it's the same thing. My, when my wife, my wife and I would drive, her parents are from Salt Lake. So we would go to Salt Lake quite a bit. And it was like, I was all about, yeah, you know what? You should drive too. I think that's great. And then I let her drive and I'm trying to sleep. And then from the, my side of the car, it looks like she's drifting and I'm, and I keep jolting up and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and drive. Like, cause I, and it was like, for me, it's this crazy control thing. And right. And like, okay, if we're going to die, I want to be the guy responsible for us dying. You know what I mean? Like, and then, you know, with my wife not driving a stick shift, and my wife loves more than anything to be a passenger. She loves to get her magazine and pull it out. And perfect. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like we we found this this thing where we fit, and it's so fun. And that's where I'm really lucky. I'm like my wife loves road trips. She would rather road trip than fly. You it, know, it makes you slow down just and stop and and just see things. Yeah. And, and I and what's unique is it's it's so interesting because as men and women are so different women have such a different perspective of seeing things like my wife will bring up things like, oh, I never thought about that. Like, Oh, look at that. And I'm like, ah, I don't just, I just drove past that. But now that you're saying something, wow. Cause we, you know, we have such distinct, distinctly different things that attract us to these things. You know, right. my wife will pause like, look at the sunset. And I'm like, Oh yeah, the sun was going down. Oh wow. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But well, and, and to compliment each other that way. Yeah. yeah I think uh, it's in any partnership. I, it's just amazing. I, I, yeah. I, I think it's, it's so fun to be able to do it and then to do it where, where you're healthy enough to do it, to go and do a hike and to go and like, cause you'll go to some of these places, some of these parts, what's the best state park that you've state or national park that you've been to between here and there? Was it big bend or yeah, this time? Definitely. <clears throat> definitely. And, and again, all the national parks are fantastic, but that was the one that just wowed us because as Kathy mentioned, the, the cactuses all in bloom just it was an explosion of color and yeah and then when you actually get to the big bend area of the river there is a cliff wall next to the river that's like 30 stories high if not taller and it it just just phenomenal i it reminds I, I, you how small and insignificant exactly. you are on the planet <laughs> and yet there you are in the river itself enjoying the water and and hearing the birds and and the sound of the wind uh you know just these moments of peace that you can't have sitting behind a computer uh doing your day job no so. you can't so on on this particular trip did you guys did you guys do any filming or anything of this or did you just mostly just you just went old school took pictures and did whatever or yeah a lot of photos but uh not as much with uh moving pictures uh, yeah moving pictures i sound like i'm from the 20s <laughs> well, you're, 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 Hi, the <laughs> but yeah because you know today there's so many people and you look at these people on instagram and stuff and their hashtag is van life and all this stuff and they've got so many followers and so many people that that are wishing that they were doing that and, you know and you maybe maybe you're air cold volkswagen you feel you can't do it fine you know climb into your chevy silver auto or whatever i don't know yeah and and do it in that because it's definitely worthwhile and uh and just having the the open mind and the ability to say you know say to the stranger at the gas station at a hotel at the campsite say oh where are you guys coming from and that uh people do that to us we do it to them and you just it's just a such a great experience to to find out now did you guys go to wall drug 
last on our time. last trip. Yeah. Last trip. So Waldrug is up north. It's South up Dakota. In South Dakota. South yeah. Dakota. I mean, that's like this gigantic. Uh, South Dakota is has phenomenal. A, a lot going on. It's like everyone, every possible stop on that main highway, they want you to stop. We have props from some obscure movie. <laughs> and like, All but right. I, it, it's interesting because you look at it and and you look at as we, as we ventured west, the distance between cities was only changed. First, it began by water, next access to water. Right. Then it became by accessibility by vehicle. And then, all, well, like when you go from here to L.A., there's all these exits where there's nothing exists anymore because the mileage in the cars got better. So you didn't have to stop for gas as much. And then these places kind of went by the wayside. Well, and the parts of Route 66 that we've been able to take uh that was really fascinating too because everyone knows that you know get your kicks on route 66 mm-hmm. song and and you know all these names and you finally get to see them and have they run down or are they thriving and why and uh just and seeing some of that lore that you know of route 66 the old motel signs you know this one's still in business but these other three are falling apart and you know are thrashed and yeah, uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a pastime that you see, you know, Route sixty six. I think the the demise of that was the interstate, like the new interstate, definitely. And you know, you had all these businesses that were built to cater to people traveling through, and then when you just take all the travelers and we just rerouted them, and now it's like so now it it, it it's enough time where I think those roads are starting to get traveled because that's why I was talking. I was talking to my in laws, and I think anymore. You know, now with the, the advantage we have with access to the internet and all this stuff, I thought I watched a some video on YouTube about somebody on Route 66, and I thought that's a good idea. I said, go in there on this time. I said, you know what we had to do? We had to fly to Chicago, just buy a car, right? Just, buy a car, right? Drive it back home and sell it when I get home. Like, I mean, well, you'll have your own TV series, like <laughs> the one back then. But I mean, it's yeah. like it's one of those things where it's you know. Life is captured by the moments you can remember and the moments you can remember are the ones that are unique and they're not because we get too much of every day. It's just another Tuesday and go to sleep, get up, go to work, come home, do your routine and then do that. And when you're able to break it up like that, it makes things so much more memorable. Right. And even even just food, too. I mean, sure, you could go to some chain place all the way across the country if you want to but we were always trying to find regional uh, foods regional foods or historically interesting places what is the weirdest thing you guys ate or place you ate at weirdest oh actually outside of uh, big ben we stopped at a little place and um and this uh this guy was uh uh where did he say he was from he was the um kind of a deadhead uh, which uh-huh. is great you know he's into the grateful dead and such and i didn't even know he worked there and he came out and he saw the bus and we get in a conversation and he's you know saying a lot of poetry and such and then we we finally understood that he was going to tell us where we could sit <laughs> and then it took forever to get our you know it was a taco plate or something like that and yeah um not very good and a little bit overpriced <laughs> but yeah. uh 
but, but you paid we, for the experience. We did. We did. We didn't care. It was just we're in this magnificent uh, uh, area of Texas that we'd never been to, and this guy just wanted to talk, and um, we had a fantastic uh, visit there. And so the route you took going west and east were two different routes. Yes. So you took what highway going east? What highway going back west? Uh, I knew you'd ask this, and then uh, I think it's like the, 10, the, the ten, ten, and the mostly. forty, right? The, the ten, ten and, and the forty, 40. run parallel, and then. As we dipped down to uh, New Orleans, which we'd flown to before, but this is the first time we'd ever driven to it, uh, and that was amazing as well. The beaches uh, all along the southern. Yeah, I hear that you can just drive along the coast, the south coast, yeah, quite a ways, and and a lot of white sand beaches, and you can just basically pull over. I think I always imagine that there was more plant life or something right up against the coast, but no, there's beautiful beaches that you can just stop and be like. Oh, yeah, and just sit here. Oh, and you have fresh seafood and a beer for me here? Great. Yeah, yeah you can't beat fresh seafood. I yeah. mean, that is, that is, the, that's one of the reasons. I mean, I'm a foodie is just because I eat all food. So yeah, I exactly. Like, I'm, I like everything. But I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm envious. I plan to do it. You know, the, the, the one time that I did it in my bus, it was, it was on a TV show and it was a, it was a race. It was like a go, go, go thing. And so when you're in a situation like that, you know, you don't get a chance to, you know, like we flew past Monument Valley and it's like, right. right. Well, you know, did you guys go to Monument Valley? The last, last trip. The last trip. Yeah. And I mean, it's pretty it's gorgeous. Pretty just, amazing. When you, you see these things and then you see them in, in real life. And then the I think there's just something so cool about just driving your bus there. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Because everybody else is in their air conditioned Suburbans and all these things. And, they're, and then they're. When all those minute, uh, high every, top uh, Mercedes, the sprinters, the yeah, sprinter yeah, 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 and everybody's a little bit envious of you. Like, oh man, yeah. you're really living that life. And you're like, I am. I spent four hours doing an alternator. Friends of ours on uh, <laughs> friends of ours, like on Facebook, have written said, "You guys are doing my dream trip." And I'm like, well, don't you dream do it. it do it. Don't dream. Yeah. And really, it's not that unrealistic to do. It really comes down to, you know scheduling the time and just committing to doing it. Now, I will say that in an air-cooled Volkswagen, when you have basically the, our trip's 31, this one's 31 days, you're on the road almost every day. Oh, yeah. So you don't really... We stayed two nights in like three, three cities. Otherwise, we're just moving. Yeah, and same with uh, when we did it with only 27 days uh, back in 2017. Um, so you have to enjoy the drive. Yeah, how many um, miles a day you guys go on on average? Oh, that's a good question. Um, two hundred at the least, up so two to, to four hundred. Yeah, two a day. to four hundred, <clears throat> which makes for a long day in a bus. Well, but it's great when there's two of you and you're switching every hour and a half, two hours. And you have a walkthrough, so that's kind of have a, the walkthrough, and we leave the bed down in the back, take a power nap in the back. You're great. Do you do, you do any rolling driver changes? No, not this time. Uh, where's the Where's the sense of adventure? <laughs> I thought about it once or twice. You're like, take the wheel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, it, it, you know, it, and my 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 challenge is always that whenever I get into a situation like something like that, I get we're close enough. I'm going to push through. We're close enough. I'm going to push through, and you, it's hard to fight that off because you're so destination driven, and it really takes a little bit of discipline to say nope. We're just going to keep it where we're at and we're going to, we'll end up where we'll end up. And it's kind of, when you know you can get there faster, it's one of those things where you just have to accept the way it is. We, yeah. we stopped in Shamrock, Texas and on Sunday night, this past Sunday, and uh, we chose it partially because it 
you know, the sun would be setting and we thought, okay, let's just get off the road there. And uh, I thought, oh, there's got to be, I don't know, a local brewery or something. Some Everything was closed except for a, a small uh, pizza place. And yeah. we were so glad they were open because, you know, unless you go to a McDonald's, right. then you're, you're not going to have any local food and uh well, it's always good to support local too, you know. Oh, it's exactly, like, exactly. And just to, and my, I think part of my favorite thing is when you go into some of these because we're we're lucky with where we're positioned here in Las Vegas because we can shoot to these little Flagstaff or places in Southern Utah and stuff like that, and they still have these places where it's like the old guy Jeb at the counter, you know what I mean? And all these characters in that little section of the world where it's just, it's just so neat, you know. And there's a lot of people like that that you'll meet on those trips. That uh, mm-hmm. now, did you? I, I would. I went to Baja one time, mm-hmm. and there was a guy from San Francisco. Right. I was. I'm in the Baja Peninsula in Mexico. Right. Driving a side by side, in the middle of nowhere. I was at a. I was at a mission somewhere in. I don't even know how they built this mission there. I mean, it's the the road to get to this mission is impossible in a side by side. Right. And here comes this guy. What was his name? Charles. And Charles is an engineer from the Bay Area, and he's riding his bicycle. He had a one of those oh fat tire bicycles. Yep wanted to ride his fat tire bicycle from San Francisco down to the tip, down to the tip. And I was just kind of like, so I, I took my picture. And that's one of these people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm always going to remember me and Charles in this picture and me, me just asking Charles, like, why? Like, I don't, but you know what I mean? Like I'd go personally, I'd go crazy because I need a companion to talk to, <laughs> but he was an engineer. So engineers like to do a lot of thinking maybe. And, yeah. But I was just amazed thinking like, this guy is just on his way. And it's like, and that's fulfilling. That's his goal. Yeah. That's, that's his dream. That's a commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wow. It, but it kind of makes you envious that, that you can just like, I can stop the, the, the rat race for however long and I'm going to go do this. And it sticks with you for a while. Like It does. You and know, I mean, the, the, the experiences you guys had five years ago and the experience you've had now, it's just kind of like. It's it's a new adventure every day. It's a new experience. It's a new. You probably didn't think on this time you'd be doing a podcast on the way back, right? No, we had no total idea. surprise. <laughs> and, but but now it's like, and, and now with you know, let's talk dubs has two hundred and twelve episodes. So you guys have more entertainment for another road trip in the future. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, I think it's I think it's great. Anything you would do different this time than last time? Oh gosh. Um, that we did do different or yeah, anything, anything you said that you learned last road trip and you're like, you know what, this next time for sure, I'm bringing X or I'm doing this. Fewer clothes. Yeah. We overpacked the first time. Yeah, definitely. You don't, you you're don't dragging around a big suitcase. You're like, I'm going to wear three things. I'm going to do wash no, every three days. Every you end days. up finding out you only need to wear three things, you know, underwear and socks. Sure. You got to you know, yeah, freshen you wanna, up, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, um but you really don't need that much and if you're in a bus you're constantly getting sun so uh both times i always have you know like an spf 50 shirt or whatever you know long sleeve something because you don't i i just went with my wife we went somewhere we went on a little we went on a cruise this last weekend at the red rock can and all that stuff and her whole right arm is tan and she's like wow i didn't even realize how much sun i got today because we're driving my rag top out there and and it's one of those things you know so so sunscreen for sure yeah pack a little lighter. Yeah. I, I mean, then that leaves more room for extra tools, and extra parts, which, I, you know, the jump seat uh, behind the driver's seat in our walkthrough is 
it's just filled with parts and tools. Matt, let me ask you this question. Did you have any battery powered impact tools? No. Those, and those that, no. Amazing. And that's what I learned at uh, Jim shop in, in, uh, Leeds. I was like, Oh my God, you know, the, getting the, the fan off the generator, uh, you know, yeah, burp, burp. Yeah. and I was like, Oh my gosh, because, you know, I had the right socket with me. Right. Uh, because that's one of the tools you have to bring. Yeah. When, it, when and, we do, we do the Baja trip, when we would do the Baja trip, we would, we would have to, I was the guy where I brought a 300 piece toolkit and mm -hmm. I brought cordless impacts and all the stuff. Something would happen. You can't imagine how much nicer it is just to take something and just, I mean, to change a wheel, to tire. Yep. I mean, it's like, it's something that I don't even know how I went so long without it. And every time I go somewhere, it's in the, it's uh, in I've the added it to my list and you can recharge it at the motel room. Yep. And you know, oh, just, yeah, they'll hold the charge for a while. And now the other thing, did you, did you learn my next thing now? Because I'm limited on space. I used to, I had a toolbox that sat in the back seat of my four seater side <laughs> mm -hmm. by side. Now I have a two seater. So now I'm switching to a tool roll. Right. I and have a, a roll and has a bunch of pockets in it and you roll it up. So all your tools, because the problem is we think we need a bag and then you jam everything in a bag and you're like, take everything out of the bag so I can see what I got. Yeah. yeah. As, so I have two rolls, uh, screwdrivers and wrenches, but then I have a box with the mm, odd parts, et cetera. Uh, and then a bag for sockets and there, and I put the, the old man, uh, large stickers on them so that I can see what, uh, yeah, size I took, the, I took a paint marker and had to mark all my sockets of what size they are. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's, uh, because when you usually, when you do need them and sometimes the most universal thing, the most useful thing is like needle nose vice grips will come in handy. Right. <laughs> I, I actually bought a roll of various vice grips at the, uh, um, at the buggerama. Yeah. I was like. They want seven bucks for this set. I'm, I'm buying it. Especially when you're used to buying something last minute emergency on the road and you go to swap me and you're like, I'm getting it. What do you need? We, we don't need that. I'm getting it. Look how cheap. I can't yeah. afford not to have it. Exactly. If I use it one time and leave it on the side of the road, I got my money's worth. Yeah. You know, of course you always have a 13 millimeter wrench. Right. And a flathead screwdriver array. If you have the traditional Volkswagen uh, roll. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you're going to be able to fix most things right away, but there's plenty other things that could go wrong so this motor that's in that bus how how when's the last time it was rebuilt Sixty thousand miles and we on this motor on this border actually 61 now so yeah no, that's, um, i mean that's it, that's what we forget so much about volkswagens most of us get them in their fifth hand volkswagen so they've been touched and monkeyed with so much we we forget about the reliability of a stock volkswagen and and that's the other thing is I'm doing three thousand mile uh, tune ups, just a regular oil change tune up, valves, the whole bit every three thousand miles. And you have to plan for that in advance. Where are you going to do it? Are you going to yeah. do it at your friend's house, which we were lucky enough to do, or are you going to do it on the side of the road? Where are you going to put the oil? Uh, now on this part, on this trip, did you plan like I I, I kind of asked this question before, but I'm not sure if I asked it this way. From the people you know in the Samba, did you make any pointed stops for people you know from the Samba? Yes. On this trip? Yeah. Uh, well, gosh, uh, let me think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking no, through. Okay. So because the last, we, last trip or this trip? The yeah. last trip we got to see Bully Bill yeah. uh, in St. Louis. He and his wife, Catherine, are wonderful people. They had us over. Well, that was one of our few two-night stops. And it was like a Gucci, I did a tune-up there. Uh, this was 2017. And 
So I'm pulling a spark plug out and he says, here, let me clean that and gap it for you. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Right. <laughs> and, uh, um, Super deluxe. Yeah. And, um, you know, just having other people who understand, who go on these sort of trips. I mean, Bully Bill, he's taken his Volkswagens all across the United States several times. He's always out in Kelly Park um, in the spring. I was so. going to go to Kelly Park two weeks ago, and then I just just didn't pan out See, for me. The only problem with having done this uh, trip in April is there's like four shows that we'd ordinarily go to that yeah. we missed. Yeah, so. that, that whole... That, that whole yeah, you got to go to Mark's open house and Mark's yeah, and, and the Red Barn and Red Barn swap. As a matter of fact, they called me from Red Barn. They sent me a message on Instagram. He said, "Hey, are you coming out to Red Barn this year?" And I said, "No." He goes, "Oh, I had you on the VIP list." I said, ah, "I like being on the <laughs> VIP list. I wanted to. I wanted to be a VIP, but you know, I was bummed out because I wasn't able to make it. Because for me, it's like I love driving my bus. If I'm going to Kelly Park for the weekend, I'm putting it on a trailer on the back of my two 2018 Ram." I'm driving there, right. driving my Volkswagen all around. I'm there loading it back up on the trailer because with, with back to again with work and deadlines yeah, and all exactly. these responsibilities you have, you're like, well, I'm trying to cram it in there. But then you're talking, it's a nine hour drive from here to there, you yeah, know, easily in a 2018 in a regular car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, not oh. a bus with a crosswind. <laughs> oh, if you don't mind, I'll mention a couple of our please, favorite, please do. favorite shows because we also enjoy camping quite a bit. We're known as the couple that serves everyone fondue. Yeah. Uh, at at any of the Volkswagen camping uh, uh, trips, um, Bus City is a wonderful show in Guerneville, California. It's right on the Russian River. There's an old um, an old school, schoolhouse campground. Schoolhouse campground. They open it one week before their season begins, just for Volkswagen buses any year. Uh, they're, they're, uh, and it's a nice divide between, I'd say, a third split a third bay and a third uh, Vanagans and maybe one or two Eurovans show up. And it's just everyone shares their campsite, shares food. Wonderful, wonderful. And that's coming up. I, I don't have the exact date. You have to look it up. Uh, and then um, Camp and Shine at um, Lakeport. Lakeport. It was off because of COVID and such. It's happening again this year. That's Father's Day weekend. Wonderful, low pressure show. Uh uh, it's uh, participant adjudicated, so mm-hmm. you could be like, "Oh, damn!" You know, excuse me. That that bug's incredible, and you know, yeah. I'm voting for that one. And nice. uh, and a great uh, um, uh, lottery at that one too for parts and oh, yeah, all raffle. kinds. Yeah, yeah raffle. Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. So um, that one's coming up uh, Father's Day weekend uh, up in Lakeport. It's called Camp and Shine. Camp and Shine, nice. And Lakeport is near the Bay Area. Yeah, it's, it's near uh, Clear Lake. Yeah, near Clear Lake. Um, <laughs> it's north central of. Uh, uh, so you can have a really scenic drive through Redwoods to get there. So any any dream modifications that you'd love to make to your bus? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, you know. We couldn't get a generator when we got uh, um, leads, and now it has an alternator. First time I've ever had one. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, everything everything electrical works. Yeah, the so the bright. lights are bright. <laughs> I had that happen. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm kind of coming of age story. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a young man with an alternator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've never. As soon as I buy a car with a generator, like, nope, that's out of here. Put an alternator. But then I was always. I come from the stereo generation. I gotta have enough juice for my stereo. You know what I mean? And and for me, it was always the less parts, the polarizing, the 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 uh, 
the voltage regulator, all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, less parts. It, it's true. But, you know, we've still got our original working 1967 uh, uh, radio in you know, single speaker, the whole bit. Um, but I also put a uh, uh, retro sound down on the partial uh, partial tray yeah. and a couple mag, a uh, couple external speakers, speakers that are magnetic underneath the parcel tray, which is perfect because now we're going to listen podcasts. Yeah. We no, drive. I tell you, and that's the thing that one of the, one of the things with driving the bus that you don't realize, you don't realize how loud it is in the bus. Yeah. We did so much shouting just from front seat to front seat. Yeah. It's, I it's, lost my voice. Yeah. And you're thinking, <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself like, how can I make this more quiet? But so much of the noise is wind noise hitting the front of the bus. Exactly. It's crazy. You, know, you could dampen everything. You yeah. put, you know, dynamat or whatever throughout the, the car, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. It, it, and and then of course you get the the tease ready uh, vent window. You know, the whole time you're driving, you're like, and you just have to open it. You can't yep. do anything, but or, just well, you can put the open. blue painters tape on the outside. That's well, some people think ahead, others just <laughs> deal with the frustration <laughs> from the inside. Like, get this thing to shut up, you know. But uh, it's I, yeah, I maybe uh, every once in a while I think eh, it'd be nice to get a 1776 in there with a bet with a single carb just because that's what easy, I'm used to easy tuning easy but to... um no I don't you know sure some body work get rid of some of that bondo from the 1980s that'd be nice but everyone says oh don't touch your bus you know it's it's got the I mean it's it, it is kind of a survivor and and it's still going so it, its story is still being told you right. know so with every mile you're logging on that thing, it's it's becoming more yours and more yours every time. And yeah. who knows? You probably put more miles on it than both your parents and your grandparents. Oh, definitely, ever. yeah, entirely. Yeah. So, um, so it was meant to be that you ended up with that bus. Yeah, <laughs> my brother ended up with the uh, 1977, and that got towed away after too many parking tickets oh, for him in college. Great. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. No, I, listen. I think it's I think it's awesome that you guys did this. I think it's a dream that a lot of people have. I think. Uh, you know, it, definitely it's something that people really should get out and do and, and not just enjoy this hobby on a weekend and, you know, and, and go to a car show and sit and park and do that stuff. The adventure, Which is also great, it's but, fun, but it's behind the Well, yeah. what, what, so this is a perfect segue for me to mention my car show that I do in October. So I do a car show here in October called one crazy weekend and that car, it's a weekend. It's not a car show. Friday night is a strip cruise. It's, the let's talk dubs. I don't strip think cruise. you want to see me naked. No, no, no. Not that kind of strip. <laughs> Different kind of strip. And we cruise Las Vegas Boulevard with about a hundred Volkswagens. And we all stay, we, everybody stays at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. And then we, we come back Friday night. Everybody kind of that's showing parks where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. So they go in the casino. They have all the fun they want. The show starts at 8 a.m. And it goes from 8 to 1 p.m. After that, the cars can stay there at 5 p.m. It starts the world famous poker run oh, wow. where I give away over $2,000 in cash. Wow. So you drive around the valley in your car to a couple different, to four different spots. You come back to the hotel. I deal you your last card and wh- whoever's the best hand wins $1,500 cash and then 300 and 300 and 200. And then we find other ways to give out some I extra mean, money. Win or lose. That sounds like a it's, fantastic weekend. It, it, but like a lot of fun. <laughs> the key, the key element to it is, that captures it all. Cause I, you know, I used to go to these shows in Southern California where I'd go to the VW classic, right? <clears throat> the best time at the VW classic was meeting up with people that you met on the Samba at the hotel. Right. We're hanging out in the parking lot, like a bunch of idiots. People in the hotel are like, 
why are all those people hanging out in the parking lot? We're all in the parking lot, and then we all go drive to all these open houses during the day. Yep. And then we go to, the, we, you know, in between all these events, it's the parking lot gathering. It's the meeting of the people. And then the fun part with the poker run, like we'd last year, there were 80 people in the poker run, 80 cars. And we break them down into groups of 20 cars. Right. So there's four big groups. And these guys, they create this sense of camaraderie with all these people kind of going together someone breaks down they they help each other whatever but it's 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 a driving event where the most fun is had driving your car and i tell people all the time i've invited friends of mine that that are they own shops in southern california they do that and they set up as vendors i said don't come as a vendor come as a participant bring a car and enjoy the weekend go back to what made you love volkswagens exactly you know what i mean yeah i and do like, i do and, it, and it's such a great time and and what when I did that TV show Bull Run, my favorite aspect of it was just driving my bus every day and thinking like, what would my life be like if I was really able just to go drive my bus a couple hundred miles every day, you know? Yeah. And it was the experience of driving it that to me was so much more enjoyable, memorable. And I was lucky enough for it to be caught on film. Right. But the reality is it, it was such a good time of just, you know, me and my brother behind the wheel nice. and just for hours, just talking and, and whatever on top of all the other stuff, you know, that the, the game show element out of the strategizing and all these types of things. So it was kind of like this mission we were on, but it was so fun just to get out there. And, and I think, you know, with that, it's like you love your car so much and your car is like, it's, it's your thing, right? So right. even though he's got one, you like yours better and you like yours better because of these particular oh, things. Yeah. You admire everyone's. No, absolutely. And, but it, uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, you get to go be part of that. And that's why I love the poker run because the poker run is pure luck. It's mm. like, doesn't matter who's the fastest, whoever has the best five cards when it's over wins the money, but everybody gets to do the experience. So you go to these shops, they have open houses. So you go in, everybody's having a good time. It's just a fun atmosphere. And then it's, a, it's a convoy of a rolling group of people. So it's always fun when it's three, four, five Volkswagen, but now you're 20 Volkswagens deep and you're running across town as a big group. And it's just such an enjoyable experience to get behind the wheel of your car. Everybody that's done it, I started the year of COVID. The year of oh. COVID, I did it. I was like, I'm tired of this. We're doing something. So we had it up on the outdoors of the hotel parking lot. And it was just kind of a, we did this long cruise through Red Rock Valley and all kind of stuff like that. And then the next year, it changed a little bit. But every person that's gone the first year, 90% of them have been back. Everybody goes a second year. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger because people that come to it, they're like, like they may not hang out the car show much during the day, but they park their car out there. They know it's safe and they're hanging out in the hotel with this person, that person. They went to the pool area. They did, they did whatever, but it was like this whole world of all these VW people and just having a great time. And, and for me, that's what it's about. It's about making, I mean, I've got really good friends from Northern California that I've met. I right. met them at a show here in Vegas that we used to host as a, as a Las Vegas Volkswagen club. And I would MC the microphone. These guys would razz me in the audience. And then we became buddies. And so every time I go to Northern California, I go see my buddy Tony and my buddy Miguel. And then we, we go hang out with all these guys. But it's like, we don't we didn't go to high school together. But no. you would think we did because exactly. we've got this this connection through the car, you know. And it's so fun, man. And I'm so I'm so excited for you guys to go on this trip. I'm I'm, I'm sure it's bittersweet right now because it's, it's over. Uh, not quite. We're, we're, we'll be down in... Uh... Uh, seeing my mom down in Orange County, I, I grew up in Huntington Beach. And, oh, nice. So and you're you're gonna you're gonna take the long, the, the tall, longer route the, to get back. The tall hill, yeah, which is the one I try to tell people all the time. Everybody wants to talk about they drive their Volkswagen. I'm like, 
The biggest difference with people from Vegas, the shows are in the summer. And if you're going to drive your Volkswagen, you got to conquer that hill. Right. And Baker Grade is a serious hill. And some people, like when, when you're going, like from here to Utah, mm-hmm. there is no grade. From here to Salt Lake, there's no grade like the grade, Baker Grade. Yep. And that's an engine killer. Like if you're not, and now, especially it's in the hottest part of the valley, right? You go through the Baker, California, which is 120 degrees. It's so. a big temperature. Yeah. yeah. So um, you guys are going through at a good time. Yep. Uh, it may be a touch warm, well, but uh, you know, five we, years we ago. We planned in did... April this year because last time we did the summer and we're like, yeah. yeah, no, let's do the spring. Yeah. The summer is like, it's not hot until you hit like Vegas hot. And you right. hit that, you hit that death Valley hot because you know, you're, you're in the Midwest and mm-hmm. it's like a little bit of a breeze. You're nice and cool. You know, but you stand still and that humidity gets you and you're sweating from the middle of your forearm and you're like, well, I never sweat from there before. You know? <laughs> all of a sudden, all of your pores are sweating and you're, you know, you're like, you're like a dish rag ringing out and it, it's, it's a different, it's a different experience. But listen, they're fun nonetheless. And, and these cars were built to be so stinking reliable. It's like, get out there, drive. It is cars. the people's car. I, I'm trying to get some guys to do a trip to Canada this year because there's a great Canadian bug in and I just thought it'd be so fun. I'm going to start here in Vegas. I'm going to meet some guys on the grapevine somewhere and mm-hmm. we're going to try to do it. I think it's in August sometimes. So I'm still working on it. It's a little warm part of the season, but I think it'd be so fun to just see 20, 30 cars just driving from, from here and meeting up and grabbing yeah. guys well, in, in Bakersfield and to Hatchapi and all that stuff. All the yeah, way like the Treffin from Seattle down. Uh, I've never, I've uh, we, never done we've that. only done like a day of it. And, uh, and it just, it's great because every, every if you can't do, if you, you do part or part all. of it or all and you know the people are doing the whole thing but every community comes out and then suddenly you get to a destination and they're having a volkswagen car show yeah because it's coming through it's it's definitely worth doing no it's great man I, so any any so if people want to follow you guys and check out your trip how do they do that right uh if you have instant uh, instagram right don't In, make me call you boomer yeah gen yeah, X, yeah. true <laughs> true my kids say to me okay boomer i'm, yeah. like, I'm a gen xer thank you very much uh instagram <laughs> uh the toaster that's the name of our 67 uh westphalia the toaster 67 so that's your Instagram handle. Yes. And please friend us, follow us, uh, say hey. Um, also on the Samba, I've been on there for quite a while. Dada Cheese is my handle. That's uh, That stands for Dadaism, the art movement. So Dada, D-A-D-A, cheese, as in the stuff I absolutely love to eat. So nice. nice. Well, um, and you can see a whole history of the car on there. Uh, and you've got all build pictures and all that stuff of, of what you've been doing with your. Yeah. And, it, it and I've got, I've even done a few, you know, from a more weekend warrior type uh, mechanics. Uh, I've done, Hey, here's how you rewire your bus. I, I did very detailed and here's the frustrating points and here's how you're going to get there, et cetera. Um, Everett's been really nice and he's, featured a couple of my uh, uh, write-ups uh, because I always figure somebody else needs this information. Everett's been dodging me for a long oh, time. Oh, no. And I know Everett. And I'm like, Everett. I still haven't you, met him. I'm like, Everett. Like, in person. You gotta come on the podcast. He's got to. And I'm like, people need to hear the story. And he's, 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 um, he's, his brother's completely different. I know his, his brother lives up in the Bay Area. Right. And his brother, Dave, is real... He's a sales guy, like kind of outgoing, yeah. you know, kind of that kind of guy. And Everett's kind of just kind of reserved, a little bit laid back, a little quiet. And I and I remember sitting at a, I was at a, one of these events with my buddy up in Northern California, and Everett's there. And I go, 
There you are, just sitting there like you're not the biggest deal around, huh? The guy runs the Samba. The king right. of cheese is right here, you know? And I was just giving him a real hard time ribbing him about that. This was before I started the podcast. And I've reached out to him several times because I think it's such a fascinating history of the Samba and the questions we could ask and the understanding of the different phases that the Samba has gone through. Because there's definitely different phases right. that it's gone through. And I want to see it keep going strong because it's such an amazing repository of, you know, if you think you're making a, a mistake or don't know how to do something, somebody's already made that mistake. They've posted about it and you're not going to get that from Instagram. You're not going to no. always get that on Facebook. The details are at the Samba. Yeah, no, the, the, listen, the Samba is great. I think it's a, it, it's, it's been a community, an online community that brought tons of people together and it's it's gonna it's our demographic. It's yeah. our people that I mean it's and, our, that's the sad part, right? All the all the kids are like forum boards, who needs forum boards, you know. But these things when when you are that person that grabs that road relic and drags it in your garage and like, I'm gonna rebuild it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Well, back in the eighties I I belonged to Soto and mm -hmm. I'd go to the meets down south and you know, there'd be like two ambulances and a couple fire trucks and and seven high roofs. You're like, oh my gosh. Anyway, but uh, the newsletter, which was photocopied nine times over, yeah, <laughs> would be be giving me the the little bits of information I needed to do, you know, simple restoration stuff because there wasn't the internet. Yeah. And now we have all of that on the Samba and other resources. No, it's great. It's great, Kathy. You've been struggling with this cough the whole time. <laughs> I don't want to leave you out. Is there any, any parting words you'd love to give us? Words of advice from a partner who goes on this road trip. What, and, what, and a driver. And a driver. What, what is the most important thing to plan for in your, from your perspective? Just, just expect to have a good time all yeah. the time. Look for the good in everything. Yes. yes. <laughs> Keep on the sunny side. <laughs> That's it. Well, I, I, if, if anybody you guys like to thank or anything before I, we wrap up. I want to thank all Volkswagen owners. I mean, quite honestly, if you're out there, you're listening to this, you enjoy Volkswagen so much, as much as any of us do. Uh, you have amazing stories and we want to hear them. Come to the meets. Uh, meet the person who lives two blocks over from you who has a, a bug rotting in their uh, driveway and, and get them reinterested in their car. I, the point is it's a just so fantastic that, uh, that we have this vehicle to bring us together. Yeah. So um, take the time to talk with anyone and everyone in the Volkswagen community, because there's always a great story out there. There always is. Well, I appreciate you guys coming to check it out. And I appreciate you, I appreciate you stopping by so we can do the podcast. It's been a pleasure. So thanks for uh, thanks for sharing a little bit of your adventure. With oh, and thank listeners. you for bringing uh, history and current events and everything oh, out yeah. to a listening audience, because this is the form we can't always get from magazines, the, yeah. the, the long form uh, interview and Hearing the history, just fantastic. I say it's the Joe Rogan of Volkswagen. It's the long form conversation that it's just you're you're a fly on the wall and you're listening to enthusiasts talk about parts of the hobby that are really exciting. So, right. So hey, thank you. Thank you both and uh, safe travels. Thanks so much. Thanks. Well, if you like that podcast, and I'm sure you did, make sure you share that with your friends. Copy and paste wherever you're listening to this from and send it to your group text of your VW enthusiast friends because we love when you share the podcast. To support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com, pick out some merch, 
or even show up at our one crazy weekend going on October 6th and 7th. Discount codes for the room are on the website. Go to letstalkdubs.com and click on the link that says one crazy weekend and the rest is up to you. I'm excited to get you guys a lot more content out. We dropped this one in to make it timely. I've got plenty more stuff from the British invasion coming. So until next week, guys, later. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Like.